Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's up, you guys? Welcome to yet another episode of the Celebrate Herself podcast. It is July 1st, which means there is 25 days until my birthday, bitch. Um, It's almost Leo season, you know, half the month is still cancer season, but Leo season is on the horizon. And let me just say, I'm very intrigued to see the level of antics this year because coronavirus is only building up more, y'all. This is a PSA. Wear your motherfucking masks. Don't go to these little events. Cases have gone up 80% in the last two weeks. It's like... And I said this in my vlog, I said this in my IG live, but I feel like people just aren't concerned because it's so regu- regular now, you know, we're used to it. And I feel like a lot of people think that because they haven't gotten it, it's a fake thing or it's not real or it's not a big deal. And that is not the mindset we need to have, y'all. Do y'all remember at the beginning when they were like, If social distancing works, it will seem like we're overreacting because it will be working because people won't be getting it. Obviously, people are getting it and cases are going up. But for those people who are like, well, I didn't get it. No one I personally know has got it. So it's like, bitch, just use your brain. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, oh, my God. Texas is going into lockdown again, but I feel like more states are going to continue. And this weekend's 4th of July weekend. So here they are closing all the beaches again. I don't know if it's just for that like this weekend or just like starting this weekend until whenever but yeah it's like literally what why are americans built like that mentally why are our cases only going up and pretty much everywhere else they have gone down bitch it's just like i feel very ashamed to be a part of this but enough talk of that for now because i know that you know we have to hear about it every day we have to live through it every day and although i do want to spread awareness bitch sometimes i just get tired of fucking talking about it and thinking about it and i just want to like forget you know it's just literally what the hell so something that i wanted to talk about today starting off is fucking on the first date and i want to talk about this i feel like i have talked about this before but someone asked me what my thoughts were on this in my ig live today if you don't watch my ig lives which you know, my podcast audience is even smaller than my IG audience, so I'm sure if you are listening to this, you probably already follow me on IG and know the tea, but I have been going on IG Live a lot recently, so follow me if you're not, you know, take part, we talk a lot of shit, share our teas, it's just a great time, honestly, we make fun of the guys that come in there and ask me to marry them, it's just, it's great. So I wanted to share my thoughts on this because I feel like my thoughts or my stance has kind of changed as I've gotten older and just more experienced in my life. But it's also kind of the same. Like, I feel like before, you know, a few years ago, I would say something like, well, do whatever you want. Like, we don't slut shame. You know, if you want to fuck on the first date, do it. And like, facts, I still agree with that. But I feel like, you know, maybe it's like 
I haven't changed my stance so far as I'm adding on to it. I think at the end of the day, you should do whatever makes you happy. But I feel like if you're going to fuck on the first date, sometimes, and maybe this doesn't apply to you, but I feel like sometimes for some people, you know, they do that with the hope or the expectation that maybe something will come out of it. Like, okay, if I fuck on the first date, if I fuck this guy or whoever, you know, maybe he'll like me more, he'll ask me to hang out with him again, or maybe he'll, you know, I'll get a bag out of this, I'll be able to finesse, you know, whatever. And the thing is, I feel like you have to go into it with the expectation that that's all it's going to be. Like, that's it. If we never talk after this, if he never hits me up, I'm fine with that. If I never finesse anything out of this guy after this, I'm fine with that. If, you know, this is literally all that ever comes from knowing this person, this one-time experience, I'm okay with that. And I feel like you just have to think of it more in, like, a larger context because I know especially when I was younger, like, sometimes I would have that mentality of, like, oh, okay, like, oh, my God. You know, especially when you're young, you don't really know what the vibes are, especially if you are hanging out with, like, guys that are older than you, which I have definitely always... (laughs) done you know there's a difference between saying like oh we're not gonna like slut shame it's not like you're a slut for sleeping on the first date versus knowing yourself and really checking in with yourself and knowing like what do i actually want from this and if i'm okay with the possibility that maybe this is all that this will ever be this is all that will ever happen i may never hear from this person again then proceed because you know you for some people they can we can enjoy just the experience and that's all it's going to be and that's fine but i know some people you know maybe you'll get your feelings hurt if they don't hit you up or like something so you just have to know yourself and i guess that is what my stance is to this day so that would be my updated advice i guess and i think also being mindful of your self-talk not only in and a situation like fucking on the first date but just in general when it comes to sex and relationships and interactions with people that maybe you want to be intimate with because I feel like a lot of slut shaming and just misogyny is kind of it, it is internalized and so maybe you know you feel bad after sleeping with someone or wanting to sleep with someone And there's no need for you to really feel bad. It's just all this internalized, you know, slut shaming that we've all endured and digested throughout our entire lives through people around us, our parents, social media, or just media, society. You know, we live in a society. um, And I guess that is the first step to unlearning these things and therefore having healthier, more more enjoyable, pleasurable sex lives i know even for me like i feel like i try so hard you know to catch myself thinking things that are maybe not even my thoughts you know things that are ultimately harmful to me i still catch myself doing that like if i post if i'm posting a scandalous pic i want to do something oh my god this guy's so hot let me fuck you know it's like sometimes i still feel that shame or like oh i shouldn't like i don't want to be seen as you know and it's like i catch myself like fuck stop like that's not even real i mean it is real but it's like you don't have to 
just because it's real and prevalent in our society doesn't mean that it is right or healthy for us so yeah let me know what your guys's thoughts are on this subject do you fuck on the first date have you ever what was your experience you know i can honestly say though when have i fucked on the first date i for sure have for sure and i feel like there was never really a time where they just stopped talking to me like that was it but i feel like now i feel like i just kind of learned that for myself i have better experiences when i just feel really comfortable and so i guess i kind of like stopped doing that not that i was necessarily always doing that but i kind of have been more mindful of just like you know i think i just have better experiences when i know the person more and you know that doesn't mean i have to be like in love or in a relationship be dating them but like if i just kind of know your vibe a little bit more i'm more likely to be more comfortable and then also when alcohol is involved it can definitely make you feel more comfortable or feel just like you know you're less receptive to your intuition or to your feelings you know maybe you would actually be uncomfortable in the situation but you're not because you've had like seven shots so that also is something to think about and that kind of leads me into my next topic which this is also something that i was thinking about i guess just orgasms and the pressure that we have to achieve orgasm especially as i mean this can apply to everyone but i'm i can only speak from my own experience as like a cis female this is another topic where my opinion i guess or my thoughts have kind of changed throughout the years if you watch my old sex q a videos i'm like yes like guys need to be guys need to care more about our orgasm and that needs to be more of a priority and although that is definitely true and there definitely is an orgasm gap i feel like i was at least for me that kind of created this expectation that if i didn't orgasm it was the guy's fault completely and obviously there's a difference you know there are guys out there who just like don't care won't even touch your clit like literally make no effort that's one thing but as far as guys who like do care and are gonna put in the work and make it about you as well they're not just literally there to like you know masturbate with your body reading the book come as you are really shifted my perspective because it made me realize that there's so many other factors that go into it and although having a partner who is who cares and who you know is open to communication and learning about your body that's just part of it you know there's so many other factors like your stress levels and if you're comfortable with someone and whether or not you've had alcohol there's just so many other things and i think realizing that really took the pressure off because sometimes it's like you can't even really enjoy yourself because it's like okay like i need to i need to orgasm i need to achieve orgasm and another thing that that book taught me i feel like i always talk about this book but it's honestly just changed my life um was that orgasm comes no pun intended but it comes from pleasure so if you're more focused on your pleasure in the moment coming back to the moment rather than achieving orgasm you're more likely to achieve orgasm because you're focused on your pleasure so you know pleasure is going to lead to that not stressing about it and that also really just shifted my mind and then it kind of made me realize and you may disagree i know everyone's different and you know our bodies are all different some people it's just easier for them 
some people it's harder for some people they need a certain environment some people have you know just there's everyone's little factors are different you can still have a pleasurable experience even if it doesn't necessarily lead to orgasm so that just really like changed my mindset I was like oh my god that's so true and obviously I only want to have partners that are going to care about my orgasm and whatnot but just because I don't orgasm every time doesn't mean that like they're a bad partner because it's also partially you know my deal and my body and again just so many things most women really need to concentrate in order to orgasm and that's why it's so much easier you know again for most to get to that point by yourself you know with toys or whatever because it's like you're by yourself you have no other external factors or stresses or things that you're worried about because even if you're with someone you're so comfortable with it's still like there's another person there and their body and like their energy and like that's just something else in the equation whereas if you're by yourself literally controlling everything in a comfort of your own bed in your own home obviously it's just it's going to be easier not to mention toys do just make it easier and I think I have shared this fun fact before but it always makes me think of sex in the city when Charlotte gets like addicted to her vibrator but in come as you are she described you know all of the factors that turn us on essentially or that can lead us to orgasm she used the metaphor of birds like all flying in the same direction so this bird might be like your stress level this bird might be like something you're turned on by so to achieve orgasm all of the birds have to be flying in the opposite direction whereas you know if maybe you're feeling a little stressed that day maybe you have anxiety maybe you don't feel sexy you have bad body image that day your partner doesn't smell good you're self-conscious about how you smell maybe all of these little birds those birds are all flying in the opposite direction so you have some birds going this way some birds going that way but in order to achieve orgasm all of them need to be going that way whereas with toys because the vibration or whatever is so strong it kind of forces all of the birds to go in one direction one direction (laughs) so you don't necessarily need to be completely in the zone and again everyone's different some people can get to that zone more easily than others um but that just kind of explained it so you know when people especially guys are like that toy is just gonna burn your clit off it's like you would literally need such an industrial strength vibration for that to happen you know every day for days on end it's like that's not really how it works that is just something interesting fun facts i feel like learning about all of this stuff though is so powerful because it just you know knowledge education learning facts learning defects just leads to less shame so therefore we're more open and we're more likely to just be okay with things happening the way that they happen because we understand why so like especially with you know guys you know maybe if a guy can't get hard or like finishes early or whatever instead of feeling ashamed or you know if he was with a partner that understood and was like okay like that doesn't mean that he's bad in bed it's just like there's so many other factors that again go into it it'd be like okay we can move on it doesn't have to be like this huge thing where like everyone is like it feels awkward and that's why we need better sex ed (laughs) in our country in our world honestly these are things that i have definitely talked about before but they just never get old to me and it's things that i feel like i 
constantly have to remind myself because again so much of our culture is against that and we're constantly fed messages of like what sex is supposed to look like and supposed to be and you're doing if you're doing this it's wrong if you're doing this i keep doing this but i don't know whatever you know it can get confusing so you gotta come back to the center remind yourself of the facts and then we can all have the best healthiest sex lives possible that we want you know if you want to so a really good exercise to do is to think of one of your best sexual experiences and literally just like you can do it on paper or just in your head but list all of the things that just made it bomb like how did I feel about my body that day what kind of environment was I in how did my partner look or smell or feel to me what things were they doing that I really enjoyed you know what pace were things led at you know what was the tone what was the lighting like just everything and then think of an experience that was maybe just really bad or you know just wasn't good and do the same thing you know what did I not like about this how did I feel like what kind of stress was going on in my life and it just gives so much insight into what you like and don't like and I feel like a lot of stuff is very subconscious or at least just very subtle replaying a situation in our head or maybe explaining it to one of our besties you know we kind of just generalize things or you know just point out obvious things but if you really go into detail again on paper or just in your head and think about like what was going on in my life at that time you know was I very stressed out was I not did that even have an impact on the experience how did I feel about my body image at what what time in my cycle what point in my cycle was this in was I ovulating was I about to start my period was I on my period you know there's just so many so many things again education is power and we can just all have better fucks if we just know the vibes so next topic i guess let me know if you have any questions about that if you want me to expand on it at all but just some things that i was some thoughts i was revisiting i guess and you know i see something on the timeline it triggers some thoughts there we go so back to our book club book (laughs) not that it's really an official book club but this is the book that i'm reading currently lies my teacher told me basically the scams of america this chapter was all about native americans and i guess just kind of how much like the whole book is how much we were not taught and how much history you know history eurocentric history that we are all taught in the united states downplays what happened you know tries to make the white people appear as heroes and it's basically just the biggest scam of all time basically throughout this whole chapter they're explaining or he's explaining how we're taught in our history books that native americans were like oh these wild people that you know the Europeans just had to teach them so much and like they just roamed around in the wilderness the settlers you know had to come in and you know oh my god they were just so violent towards them and basically just all of these scams and I was just kind of thinking because especially coming from the Pacific Northwest we definitely did learn a lot about the Native Americans that were in our areas But even kind of looking back at what I remember, it was a lot, it kind of followed that same idea of like, oh, they like lived in the wild and like used resources from the earth. And, you know, it's not like they're saying it in a negative way, but just the fact that you're making it seem like they were 
just these uncivilized groups of people it's like that's still harmful but in reality they were the first settlers you know the europeans were not the europeans came over and there was already society here there were already ways of farming and there was already you know just systems in place just because it wasn't european or similar to a european civilization doesn't mean it wasn't civilization and just the fact that you know the native americans actually had to teach them so much about farming and about the land and like what to do and all these different crops and all of that it's just again it paints the way that we're taught it it paints the european as the hero that comes in and saves them from the wilderness and it's just not accurate at all so this sentence says forgetting how whites forced natives to roam forgetting who taught the pilgrims to farm in the first place our culture and our textbooks still stereotype native americans as roaming primitive hunting folk hence unfortunate victims of progress ironically to nativize europeans were the nomads as chief seattle put it in 1855 to us the ashes of our ancestors are sacred and their resting place is a haloed ground you wander far from the graves of your ancestors and seemingly without regret in contrast native american roaming consisted mainly of moving from summer homes to winter homes and back again and then he talks about acculturation how if the native americans couldn't assimilate to the native or the um europeans ways of life then it was just kind of like well you know they were only allowed to either be progressive and you know assimilate to the white culture or traditional and stay true to like their background it was it had to be this like black and white thing like you couldn't just do both the overall storyline most american history textbooks tell about american indians is this we tried to Europeanize them. They wouldn't or couldn't do it, so we dispossessed them. While more sympathetic than the account in earlier textbooks, this account falls into the trap of repeating, as history, the propaganda used by policymakers in the 19th century as a rationale for removal, that Native Americans stood in the way of progress. The only real difference is the tone. Back when white Americans were doing the disposing, justifications were shrill. They denounced native cultures as primitive, savage, and nomadic. Now that the dispossessing is done, our histories since 1980 can see more virtue in the conquered cultures, but they still pictured American Indians as tragically different, unable or unwilling to acculturate. The American Way, which is a textbook, asks students, why were the Indians moved further west? And the teacher's edition provides the answer, they were moved so settlers could use the land for growing crops. So then he's like, okay, well, what were they doing with the land growing crops? Indians were always regarded as aliens and were rarely allowed to live within white society except on its periphery. They also talk about just propaganda in movies. Much more commonly, American Indians gave the new settlers directions, showed them waterholes, sold them food and horses, bought cloth and guns, and served as guides and interpreters. These activities are rarely depicted in movies, novels, and our textbooks. Inhaling the misinformation of the popular culture, students have no idea that natives considered European warfare w far more savage than their own. And when you think about it, that's very true because look at what happened and look at how many natives were killed and just, you know, it's like, what the fuck? You literally, it's just like realizing that everything is a scam and since elementary school, we're just taught all of these lies and you have to actually like put in effort to unlearn all of that. So it's like no wonder so many people 
have these ways of thinking because it's literally how we're taught. It's literally what we're taught from the time we're, you know, in first grade, I remember having our little Thanksgiving celebration. We weren't taught about the reality of the situation. You know, we're taught, oh my God, the natives and the Europeans ate together and it's so cute. So this was definitely a good chapter, very eye-opening. Again, just further shows that it's like, we really don't know shit. And we're just taught literally what they want us to believe. And then if you look at the government and how many old white men are still, you know, in power and are still the ones at the top it's just like this is literally you know people are saying oh we need you know why are things like this it's like this is literally how things have been since the whites first came over here and again i think i said this in the last podcast episode but it also has made me realize that none of this was really that long ago you know it feels long ago or you think it's long ago and i mean technically it's like yeah, it was not this lifetime that I'm in, but it's not like it was that long ago. Not so long ago that it doesn't still have an effect on our society today. So I'm excited to keep on reading. I did want to talk about two chapters today, but I'm only a few pages into the next chapter. The next chapter is more about the invisibility of racism in American history textbooks. So excited to read that and just learn about more scams yeah this is just a really good book i would definitely recommend it because it's very informative but also just pretty easy to read it is something i feel like you have to pay attention you know it's not it's not a picture book yeah but it's digestible you know so that's all i'm going to talk about in today's episode i feel like i did such a good job last week making my podcast so long so much longer than normal and filled with you know things that i really wanted to talk about but yeah that's all i have for this week to be honest so stay safe out there y'all wash your hands wear your masks don't be dumb and tweet me a screenshot of you listening or ig screenshot story me a screenshot of you listening as well (laughs) let me know what you want me to talk about in next week's episode and i will talk to you guys then bye everyone